Good morning, New Eden. Today is November 12th, 2023, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and my co-host here today is Nightflyer. Hey, good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning into the show. Before we get started, I just want to uh, send out all our uh, thoughts and prayers to the people of uh, Grindavik, Iceland, who had to evacuate due to numerous earthquakes and the fear of a volcano ripping through their town. Uh, so, uh, again, best luck with those people. Uh, I had the opportunity to go there when I was in Iceland. It's a, just a, a gorgeous place. So, wishing them all the best and safety. So, that being said, uh, we are going to dive into the new Havoc expansion. Havoc uh, comes out at 11 UTC on the 14th, which is about 30 two hours from now give or take yeah so uh that's like right around the corner um so it, it's interesting how it feels like this expansion just got really announced as to exactly what's going to be like the big thing on it and they've released it almost immediately um and uh i'm i'm just i'm not i don't even feel like i'm ready yet <laughs> yeah i still so. feel like there's a lot that we don't know um there's a lot of speculation of how things are going to go or whether this is even going to be accepted or how how well it's going to play with the actual players within um you know eve online so uh but there's a lot of excitement wrapped around it and we're gonna try to keep that hype going yeah um, i'm super excited i'm uh interested to see what uh so this is like the first part of the expansion there's also going to be later on um the open beta that's going to be going on um so let's just dive in though to what's going to be coming out here on the um, November 14th at 11 UTC. So this is going to be coming out right after downtime. Um, interested? I'm, I, I'm interested to see, do you think they're going to be an extended downtime? I, I definitely think there's going to be somewhat extended downtime. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't think <laughs> this is going to be quicker than their three minute uh, they're used to. There's a, there seems to be a lot here going on, a lot of graphics, the opening of the station and all that. I think it's going to uh, it's going to take some time for all that to adjust. Yeah, so we'll see how, how that goes. Um, but uh, so once this does finally come out um, after the downtime um, subsides, we uh, we have players are going to be able to enlist in either the Angel Cartel or the Garista Pirates. Um, so players can enlist with the Angel Cartel or Garista Pirates in any station which is owned by them. Angel Cartel stations can be found in Curse, Fount uh, Curse and Fountain regions, um, while the Garista stations can be found in the Venal region. Um, so it sounds like you're going to have to go to... Um, you know, 0.0 .0 in order to actually enlist in this. Um, yeah, and not friendly areas uh, either. And this is the second of the two hurdles you're going to have to get into if you want to be a pirate. Because uh, the first hurdle is whether or not you have the standings. A lot of players that have been here for 10 plus years, they're not going to have good standings with either one of these uh, pirate factions. Uh, a lot of us shoot pirates on a regular basis or you know, we have been for years i mean when first coming into the game is how i made you know my living shooting garistas and angels i came from one part of space into the next 
So till the end of the year, I've heard that there's going to be a standings um, boost, like a really big boost from doing the epic arc. And this is going to last until the end of the year. And I've heard that it is like, like really repaired a lot of people's standings from like really bad, like negative tens to like negative fives, stuff like that. Like crazy, yeah. um, crazy reductions um, just by doing the epic arc once. Um, and like, if you are in the lower digits of, uh, you know, like your negative five or whatever, people have gotten positive or something like that for standings. I don't know. So I, I have, I, I don't know the exact numbers on that at all. Um, I'm just kind of going off of hearsay of stuff that I've heard. Um, yeah. And I, I also heard that they kind of lifted the restriction of how many times you can do it. And like the sisters of, or bloodstained stars thing with the. Uh, right. You can so only do it once every three months or something yeah. like that. This is they're saying you don't have to wait three months. You can do it again rather quickly. Yeah, I'm not sure on what the thing is. So, but there is easy ways of repairing your standings um, and getting it over the negative two mark. I think, um, but that is a pretty big hurdle, and it's something that people are going to have to to, to work on in order to do. Um, I'm going to be making a brand new character that I'm going to be putting into the game, so I will have good standings with the uh, with the angels, and so I'm going to be able to join up with the angels and see what we can do by just having an alpha account that does the pirate faction warfare stuff. What? How? How much? How far can you go in pirate faction warfare with an alpha account? Which probably isn't going to be that far. Um, and then I'm going to have to turn that into my, um, calling character and then also, um, you know, put my high skill point alt that I have that normally just does hauling for me, but can do so much more. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I'm kind of hoping that I can have just a, a fresh new character that can start up and jump in. Um, and so the standing requirements are not going to be a problem for me at least, but anybody that's trying to put their main character in this, that's going to be a problem. Um, so especially for people who have, like you said, started the game by shooting pirates, like that's, you know, level four missions, right? Yeah. And that's, I'm going to, I'm going to battle in the back and forth around my thoughts as far as, uh, the, the standings and the pirate faction. I mean, you put this in a real world world, uh, you know, construct. Let's say, I mean, this is kind of like the mafia. You know, it's an organized crime organization, right? And everybody you're dealing with is a criminal. So, I don't know if the the loyalty points or, or not the loyalty points. That's uh, you know the the standing that you you have. You know how much that's really going to. How would that impact people? I mean, obviously, if you and I are criminals together, we're you know in our gang. We're you know we're in the mafia, whatever. Uh, you and I have to like each other, trust each other somewhat, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're both, like, criminal. And if I can get ahead by taking you out, well, maybe I will. So, again... So you I, think it should I, be, I like, like not negative 10, maybe? Yeah, I don't think standards should matter at all. At all. At all. Okay, so I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, but unfortunately, that is not going to be the case. The reality is, is that it is going to be a negative 2... Um, and that's going to be that's going to be a pretty big barrier. Um, so 
we'll see how many people just make new alts and how many people are bringing in their old characters. I do think you're going to get a lot of old characters. Um, hey, Lucian, how's it going? Uh, Insani, how's it going? Um, so we're just kind of diving into the patch notes here. So the next uh, major bulletin they have here is about the capsuleers that are joining the Angel Cartel are going to be at war with the Amar and Mimitar. And the Keldari are going to be, or the Garistas are going to be at war with the Keldari and the Galente. Um, capsuleers enlisted in the pirate militias can fairly engage capsuleers enlisted in the rival militias and vice versa. Um, capsuleers enlisted in the um, Angel Cartel can be attacked by the Faction Warfare Empire Police. Um, so you're going to be kicked out of high sec, um, but only in the high sec. It's not a permanent. It's not like bringing you to suspect all the time level of negative five um, security status, but you you just like faction warfare, you're kind of kicked out, um, and basically this will give you um, a big incentive not to join the Garistas and to join the. Amar technic or the uh, um, yeah the angels because uh, Garistas get kicked out of Jidda um, and the nice thing is is that you can sit in Jidda and um, fight with the enemy the two other enemy factions the Amar and the Mimitar in Jidda without police and it becomes like a low sec kind of area. Um, so there's some big perks to joining the Angels at this point with within the patch notes for sure. Um, also, cool new ships. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I wonder how much, you know, what the price ISK to, to LP ratio is going to be for... The Garista's got some great ships, though. Like, those... I do have to say that they, the, the Worm the the gila these are going to be like hotcakes that are going to be sold all over the place um i think you're going to see a major uprise of gillas and worms um that are not going to be able to do a lot in the navy plexes but in the pirate area are going to be fucking dominating yeah. um because um we'll get into this later but i'm pretty sure there's a patch note that talks about uh the new faction warfare pirate sites that are very similar to what we already have um yeah. and but those sites you're going to be able to get in pirate and t2 ships um so i think the the reign of the worm is going to come back in these areas for sure yeah i think there's this anticipation to that um or maybe faction warfare can be alpha friendly and can be newbie, you know, newbie friendly. Where going, being pirate and being on a in the in the pirate areas fighting, you're gonna be in these better ships. I mean, it's going. Like I said you're. I, I think that was a problem that they had with faction warfare too. We started letting pirate ships in the worm. I mean, it just became dominant in faction warfare. But and, I think that's you know going to be something that happens again, here with the, 
you know, this new pirate factions. The thing is, though, is that it makes more sense because they're make it's it's the ships they fly, right? So, or the ships yeah, they, as, they make. Yeah, as um, far as the gameplay and lore, I think it, it makes a lot more sense this way. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I, I think that it'll be um, interesting to see because you still will have regular faction warfare. Um, so you can still have areas where you're not going to be able to bring in these uh, these extremely powerful ships. But uh, during the actual uh, incursion that they're going to be doing, or their invasion, the corruption that they're going to be doing, this is going to be interesting. So um, the other stuff that they talk about... Um, Let's see here. So there's some perks that they're going to be getting, right? Yeah, there's a there's a perk for being a pirate. Why, especially if you're going to be using Zarzak. So Zarzak, the system, you have to pay a fee when you jump into one of the four gates that goes into Zarzak, and, and that fee is based on the ship you're bringing in. Uh, minimum is ten thousand isk for like a frigate, so it's not astronomical. But I haven't tried to take a battleship through, so I don't quite know how it scales. But yeah, you'd have free entry as long as you're a member of one of the pirate factions. Uh, you have access to a jump clone bay inside the... Um, uh, uh, shit. The Zarzak station? <laughs> yeah, Fulcrum. The Fulcrum, Fulcrum. yeah. Fulcrum, I get my mind. So, uh, yeah, so you have, uh, you'll be able to have a jump clone in there. And you can have offices in there too, as long as your corporation is aligned with one of the pirate factions. Uh, the Garistas will have their own um, docking bay inside the um, station, as well as the Angels will have their own. And then it's my take that even if you're not in the pirate faction, you can still dock there, but you're gonna have limited access to some of the utilities and you'll have, looks like maybe a third hangar. They didn't really spell that out in, the, in this article. Yeah, it seems like there's going to be a third a, third hangar that's going to be the neutral, you know, hangar. That's probably just not going to be very special at all. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the, we'll, we'll see. Um, I like the idea of, you know, this is one thing that is really kind of drawing is to, to go and live out of Zarzak. Would be kind of cool if it's feasible uh, to do that and to, to put everything into Zarzak. Um, the only thing is you can't put capitals into Zarzak, so um, it's very much going to be a what kind of restriction. So so far, and I have so I've read through the the notes. I don't believe. Maybe I'm wrong. We're gonna you know doing a bigger deeper dive here, but from my understanding is that it doesn't say anything about being kicked out of stations. So, if you can still, like, have all of your shit in Hadeelis, and then be part of the Garistas, um, you can have all of your caps in the war zone, like you normally would, as long as you can dock and all of that stuff. Um, and, uh, Insaney also said, uh, that you get a 5.4 bump from a single angel epic arc run. That's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, Maze, how's it going, Redneck? Hoodlum. Hoodlumaniac. Um, so, we have uh, a possibility here where you can still do all of this stuff and not be kicked out of low sex stations. 
but we'll we're gonna see what the the penalties are for that if that's uh, if that's true or what the uh, that's all the, but so far in the notes we haven't come across anything like that and I and from what I remember reading through the notes there is no mention of, of getting kicked out of stations yeah and well later on uh, in a few minutes here we'll talk about another thing that kind of popped up in my head when I was reading through this but uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes when I and it comes up here. All right, so let's see here. Um, they get the um, free entry and access. Enlisted pirates uh, can take part in the uh, insurgency gameplay, sowing chaos and spreading corruption while enriching yourself. So there's just going to be this whole new system that they're going to have with corruption. So we'll talk about that actually a little bit more, um, I believe, later. Um, thanks to the uh, thanks in part to the loyalty of the Capsuleers, the Deathless has managed to unlock more of Zarzak's potential. Um, so basically, um, the Fulcrum is now open to anyone who is not enlisted to the militia. Um, they have a new Deathless hangar environment. Players who are enlisted with the Angel Cartel get access. Okay, so there's a Deathless hangar environment. An angel cartel hangar environment and a garista's in, uh, hangar environment. Um, so they do yep. they do talk about a, a hangar about that. So um, players have uh, that have an active deathless retribution timer are unable to dock regardless of their allegiance. Um, and it sounds like since I'm going to be staying in faction warfare for the Galente. Um, I am going to be kind of stuck out of, kicked out of Zarzak. Kind of sucks. <laughs> want to be able to dock at Zarzak. Um, I don't know, it's really tempting to go to, to, to the pirates, um, because this is some interesting stuff that they've kind of built here. Um. Let's see here. Um, so if you're unaligned, you'll have access to the repair, fitting, market, insurance, and industrial facilities. Yeah, and I thought this was interesting too, so that you're going to have some purchases. So you'll obviously be able to do manufacturing um, while you're in the fulcrum. And you will get a 6% material effectiveness bonus and a 70% time efficiency bonus, which I think is is pretty huge um, you also get a cost break by 90% of the SCC surcharge so it's kind of like the just the, the tax for actually doing business uh, typically throughout space you, your SCC industry is gonna be like one and a half percent so you're gonna get 90% off that so you're gonna be paying like well one point or, or point one five percent um, to, to simply just use the facility or actually to build something so uh yeah but that's gonna be savings if everyone else you know if i want to manufacture stuff there it's gonna cost me you know do you know how much that is, is how good um a a decked out player owned station for construction gives for reduction in material cost i don't know that um but no, I, not at the top of my head. I stopped. I, I used to I don't use think six percent is better, but I think it's pretty decent. Yeah. 
And we talked about the the clone bay, which of course is going to be huge. And then the offices. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. I wonder if it's infinite amount of offices, or if there is a restriction on the amount of offices that can be um, that can be had. But I'm guessing infinite. Um, that would be my guess, or near infinite enough that it's not something that a players will will end up doing. Um, so I'm and they didn't say what those costs. I'm assuming they're just going to be your standard. Well, I mean, the more that you have, usually the more that it costs. Um, but it usually means that you have to hit, like, the, the barrier, you know, of, like, you have to fill up. And this can't fill up, so we'll see. Um, I'm definitely going to be playing around with that. Um, I'm going to make up a, uh, a, you know, corporation right away. Have fun with it. Um, the next thing is, is uh, the shipcaster. Um, so their shipcaster is kind of interesting because it takes them to the fob and you can dock with the fob and put shit in it. Now my question is, is what happens when that fob blows up? Does it get asset safety or does it drop? Yeah, or is it a pinata? I'm, I would I'm be cool if it's a pinata. I'm hoping pinata. I don't remember anything actually talking about that, but we'll see. Um... So now the uh, autopilot won't be blacklisting Zarzak anymore, so you can set your destination to Zarzak if you want. Um, but it will be automatically on the default avoidance list, um, but not the player custom avoid, uh, avoidance list. So, um. And now, yeah, now the last one they talk about here is bombs and interdiction bubbles being able to be used in Zarzak. And I know this is... There's been a lot of conversation on this in a lot of the talk shows and stuff of whether this is a good or bad thing. Because unlike other parts of space, you're limited in what parts of Zarzak you can actually go to. You can go to the gates, you can go to the caster, and you can go to the station. Um, as of now, I don't know if there's any place else you can really go to. So if you're going to put up bubbles on each of those, is that going to make this impossible to navigate through? You know, yeah, you so you don't get coing pings. You you know always will land within one to a hundred of the gate, no matter if you warp, try and warp on top of somebody. Um, the bubbles um, and and bombs was kind of put in there to state that that, that it would make gate camping or like you know a massive amount of control happening from just numbers made it like so bombs will be able to you know blow people up interdiction bubbles are you know the advent of needing to hold down the bombs or what you're bombing right so because you can't bomb something with like points right so you need to be able to so it needs to be able to attack the big you know big groups can get still bombed the living fuck out of however um it also sets it up so that without the bombers now people are going to be able to if, if they're um, if they're spread out enough, the bombs won't matter as much, um, and they can still if they have enough numbers spread out around the gate. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what uh, how dead because right now nobody is in Zarzak, um, and nobody's no, camping a, either side. Yeah. Um, well, that's just being open. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, 
So yeah. So that's a big question mark. The fob being whether it's a pinata and um, you know, just like uh, Trip T um, said here, it's, if it's a big pinata, it's going to be some big fights that we're going to get, which would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, um, we're, there's a lot of questions that this creates more than it um, answers, but we kind of knew a lot of this stuff from the you know presentations that they did at FanFest. Um, so let's go down and take a look here. Um, so there's going to be this special pirate insurgencies that they're going to be doing. Um, basically, this can happen in um, any faction warfare system. Um, however, it is possible for them to spread into additional uh, systems which are 0.0, .0 security and below 0.8 security. Um, so this can spread to adjacent systems and go all the way out. And so if you have a station actually in 0.8, um, you're at risk. It's possible that an insurgency can eventually get to your system and then it's a low sec system and people can blow up your, your stuff. Um, whether how much that matters at that point, uh, you know. Well, and something that kind of popped up when I was reading through this or came in my head was Pachvin. Mm -hmm. That 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 zero point zero to zero point eight covers uh, a lot of Pachvin. There's um, only a few systems in there that are in the negative, technically. So, uh, yeah, I wonder how if if that's going to become a thing. Yeah, we're we're seeing more breaking up of the map and manipulation of the map through. Um, you know, different. This is much more player, I think, uh, influenced. The other one was technically player influenced, I think. But uh, once one side started rolling, right, it was uh, it was just that was uh, that was the decree. <laughs> um, but and that uh, I guess the the Treglavians were always going to get you know the number of systems they needed to make their special constellation, right? Um, but this is. You know, going to be the um, there's a seed that's planted, and from that seed can grow um, a a bunch of corrupted space. Uh, so there are multiple phases, um, and they're centered around um, hub systems which have the FOB in it. Um, so there's a bunch of different activities and stuff that you can kind of do. Um, the interesting I think I saw here was uh, FOBs are going to be only happening on ter uh, temperate planets in the faction warfare zone. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. It was very specific to to that. So uh, I don't know what uh, role the temperate planet pays. I guess maybe in a high sec. If you, I know a lot of. Temperates and barons are used as manufacturing plants for PI and that kind of stuff, so uh, definitely have an impact there. So it looks like the first insurgency that's going to happen is going to take 48 hours before it actually happens, and there's going to be a warning that tells all pl uh, players where the pirate fob will be placed. 
there will be no special content during this phase and the fob is invulnerable however it will be dockable um, this gives players from both sides the opportunity to move assets and get ready to deploy in the theater or players uh, opportunity to get out of harm's way it gives players the opportunity to get out of harm's way that makes sense um, so after 48 hours it goes into an active phase um, where you can do suppression or corruption um, by completing gameplay content with either the pirate or empire militias um, so it doesn't sound like there's a neutral thing that can be done here you have to join one of the three sides that are going to be in each one of these wars. Uh, let's see here. So after you suppress enough systems, then um, the FOB system will become invulnerable. Um, or vulnerable. And... Uh, it's so a very faction warfare-like mechanic. If they come in to take a take the system and they can't, the anti-pirates, um, being the the Kaldari and Galente, if they were Mimitar and Amar, faction warfare fight them off and prevent them from taking the system. And there's a 24-hour timer where it's vulnerable. If we blow that up, then it, the the system doesn't flip or doesn't progress. And it sounds like after a while, they will fully corrupt the system and then plunder everything that's going on, you know, that's in this area. I don't know. They haven't elaborated on what plunder everything means, right? Um, so there are some things that it does say specifically that it will do. It will cause havoc with the uh, faction warfare, with several front lines being created around the FOB. Um, when pirates win and take temporary control of the faction warfare occupancy of the system, they will eventually give it back when they're ransacked everything. However, it will be given back in a vulnerable state and the iHub will be vulnerable right away. So sounds like if you uh, had control, even if it's a backline system, it'll still get smashed, right? Yeah, but this... I think that the fact that, it, all right, so they come in, they plunder, they take everything, the pirates pull out, and they said at that point it becomes vulnerable again. So then I think it's going to be a, a scrum for uh, whoever factions to get in there and claim that system. Right. So it puts it up ones. for so grabs. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to put like a massive battlefield. Those are going to be fights. Those, especially if it's a system that both sides really, really want. You know, if this was like a fleet or, a fleet or something. Um, we, <laughs> we're gonna, everyone's gonna, we're gonna, these are gonna be a, a huge, huge battles. This is gonna be a dread brawl. I mean, this is, people are gonna bring out the, the, everything they got to try to take some of these systems. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping to see what, uh, you know, like, the, this'll, this'll definitely heat up the back lines, I think, of the, uh, war zone. So if the pirates, and I, I feel like the pirates are going to be pretty strong, right? They're going to have um, a, a, a pretty big influx immediately of people that are just going to pour into it. And then, um, you know, it'll, it'll hit a peak and then kind of come back down after a while. Um, but 
I'm interested to see who kind of stays around in the Galente and Kaldari faction warfare. I think the Kaldari are going to still be able to stay pretty strong. I feel like we're going to lose a lot of really good people in uh, the Galente, but we'll see. Yeah, there are some, there's some rumblings going on uh, between a few people. I know I've had an old player come back recently um, and flew with them last week and asked if he was actually coming back. And he's like, nah, I'm going to do the pirate thing. So, okay, man. So, yeah, I I guess that's the big question that is going to have to just kind of answer itself. Is this going to be like an ESS thing where, yeah, it was great content for a while, but after a couple of weeks, uh, now it's just kind of a, a passing thing. Like, you, you don't have, as far as I know, there's not a lot of active ESS hunters out there. Um, the only time I think we really get involved is when we're on roams and just nothing else is happening. We're like, oh, let's send a cruiser and see if we can ring the bell and, and make something happen. So I don't know if this is going to be kind of the same thing. But, but take a, a quick step back here when it's talking about the forward optering base and the, and the caster. Um, you know, we have some say in where our ship caster goes. And it really hasn't explained much of that here, whether... The pirates will have. Will be I think able to they only have one. I think they only have one forward operating base going at a time. Uh, yeah, but there's but there's one for each side though. One for the angels. Yeah, but and you. But you choose. Oh, that's true. So yeah, basically, but there's only one choice for you. Yeah, but who chooses that? Is it gonna do the players choose that, or is that preset by? No, you choose base? by by joining a side. So there's one ship caster. It goes to two locations. But yeah, but you, you who chooses that location? Who chooses the forward the player, because you by the side that you choose. So if you join the Garistas, you will only go to the Garistas fob. You won't yeah, be able to go to. But that's will, my question: Who put that fob there? Who gets to place the the fob? Yeah. Who, who says we're? Oh, yeah, this is where no, the corruption's going to start. I'm with. This pretty system. sure that that is a uh, CCP chosen system. Yeah, it's going to have to be. And I wonder if that's random or if they've got like a... a I think formula. that's probably <laughs> random, but there's probably a formula. But there's also probably somebody who can be like, no, I want it to be here. Um, so who knows? Um, if they plunder... Yeah, I wonder if they plunder the NPC stations. Um, you know, will they plunder the passes, the upwell structures? Like, what does plunder everything in the system mean? That's interesting. It's just a shame they can't plunder Cheetah because it's above. It's a point nine system. So. <laughs> that could you imagine? Holy shit! <laughs> like that would be a thing. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, moving on from that, but basically, they, they it's it's temporary, and they ransack everything, quote unquote. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Um. But let's uh, let's take a look at some other things here. So players who contribute to corruption of the pirates, um, for the pirates, and the suspension of um, the anti-pirates, and suppression for the anti-pirates, will get a large reward of isk and loyalty points. So I find this is kind of interesting because Galente, Keldari, Mimitar, Amar, we really get only payouts in LP. Missions suck. They don't give hardly any isk. Um, and you can get tags, but the tags are not that great. Um, 
you know, it's like a million, you know, a little bit under like quarter of a, or three quarters of a million for uh, one battle cruiser, right? So. Yeah, and I haven't done faction warfare uh, missions in forever. Like, it's been over a year because they sucked. <laughs> I don't and I, I don't know if they were ever going to be buffed, if there was any fixing to that, but um, that's all I hear from people still is like, yeah, they're so not worth it. You're never going to... Uh, their whole risk-reward thing is really unbalanced there. Well, I think missions kind of suck anyways. The only thing that it does is really boosts your standings really quickly, so they still have a place if you want to boost your standings quickly and then kill your standings with the Keldari in order to boost your Galente standings really quickly... They, that still has a place. Um, but in any case, um, you know, really, we don't have any avenues of good ISK intake. So if this is a large sum of ISK and loyalty points, and it's really a large sum, um, and you get, like, a, a really decent payout from um, an ISK point of view that can uh, allow you to buy all the stuff in, you know, in fund of the beginning operation of getting... so. I, I'm really excited. It does sound like this is something that only happens at the end of the insurgency when they are on the winning side. So there's going to be smaller LP payouts at the very beginning, right, for doing missions. And I wonder how much LP or ISK you're going to also be able to make doing that. But at the very end, at the very least, you're going to get like this big payout. Um, and I wonder what big payout is. I'm really interested to see what that's like um so we'll have to wait to see the pirates need to win in an insurgency and we'll find out how big that payout is so we're gonna have to keep an eye out on the news for that yeah and i'm wondering if it's the same equivalent like if the pirates take the system and the insurgency works great and it says if the anti-pirates win they'll get escom loyalty points too oh your bonus goes to the payout so if they try to take the system and you prevent them from taking the system, you're supposed to get a payout too. And I, I wonder if those things are balanced what, or what that looks like. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, so we're going to have to win the first one for the Galente. Um, yeah, which is good because uh, I do like the fact that there is an actual payout to prevent the anti-pirates. I think that is something that may, you know, uh, <laughs> keep... Give up. All right, to the top of my head, this is what pops up as the battlefield situation we're in now. Because we've had some battlefields pop up recently where there's no point to even try to take them. There's no, um, you know, you you might get some loyalty points for it, but there's really, it doesn't impact the war zone, like, at all. And the amount of LP that you get for taking that battle zone, just, again, risk-reward, just not worth it. Mm -hmm. When I can just stay here and plex or deplex and make more. And have the chance to actually have it an, an equal fight. So, I'm just wondering, you know, with this in place of if they if the pirates come in to try to take a system and we stop them, you know, is uh, again, I we'll, we'll have to see what kind of that payout is and whether it's worth it. So, but yeah, it's going to be harder for us, right? Because we're going to be so used to using. Um, I mean, but this is where we get to bring out the toys, right? So, first of all. We don't have easy access to the toys, but we have access to the toys, right? Um, so if we can actually spend the um, 
time and effort. Um, yeah, I might have to find some of my ships. I have like dremels and stuff someplace. Yeah, I've got some worms and stuff like that too. Like, <laughs> I just don't so, know where they are because they. they I, I, I think that it's going to be fun to to open up the toy box and have more stuff to be able to do. And it's in a very specific zone that you go and do this stuff in. Um, so I'm kind of excited to to see what it looks like. Um, we're going to see. I mean, obviously, there's going to be somebody that's going to be. It's not going to be even, right? And I think that there's more possibilities of, like, meeting up with the, you know, the Galente and Keldari working together to kill the pirates, the pirates and the Galente. You know, whoever whoever's the king of the hill in the three-way battle is going to have to fight two people. That's just going to be kind of, I think, the way that it goes. And yeah. hopefully it's going to be three people that are going to be, you know, one's on top until one gets toppled and then somebody else takes that top, and then the other two team up together when they were just fighting with each other to beat the shit out of the guy that's winning. Um, well, I, thought, I thought that was interesting. We had an opportunity this week. I actually flew with um, some Keldari pilots. Um, we were just out the other night. We battled back and forth, and then uh, we just got a hold of each other on comms, and we're like, hey, there's some pirates in system. We really just kind of teamed up and had fun. Like, So... One, it's one part of the thing I, I love about Eve is I, I, I will shoot you in the face in the game, and then we can have a beer and laugh about it later. And this was strictly, you know, completely that, where um, these are guys I fight with against on a regular basis, and now I just had this opportunity to actually fly with them, and, you know, we were, were both going, like, trying to shoot down the same, same guy. So it really kind of gave me hope that, you know, if... Uh, this pirate thing does get too unbalanced that you know we can actually have these kind of team ups from time to time with uh, guys that we're normally enemies with so yeah i think uh, there's a, there's a lot of possibility there and i think i that's my prediction um so next week when we come back um we're definitely going to do uh what happened after the the expansion came out um and talk about how completely wrong or right I was. Um, and we'll have one week of testing to see this theory a little bit. But my guess is is that whoever's, whoever brings the bigger fleet is going to have to deal with two smaller fleets. Um, and then that's just going to be kind of the, the, the go. And I think that this can just change out from day to day. You know, this is going to be an ever-changing kind of thing. But I think once, once fleet commanders get like um associated with each other and understand who each other are they're going to and depending on a, a personal hatred and stuff like that can get into into the, the mix in this um but if there is no you know personal animosity that's happening um or diplomatic real in, in animosity like it's going to be the two smaller fleets gathering together and shooting the big fleet but um, I'm sure I'm going to come back next week and be like, that was completely wrong. That never happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we have a, a predominant um, FC in the Galente Federation. And even among us, he rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Or it could be a she. I'm not going to say. So, um, But it was kind of a, a point of contention. It was some talking that had come up uh, when we were flying with the, like, like what's with this dude? <laughs> we're like, yeah, he's got to chill a bit. Or she have to chill a bit um 
but yeah, I'm wondering if you know if that that could be a detriment if you, you know you can't put your your long-standing grudges aside for a little bit. You're gonna forego it to third party on somebody. So, like I said, when we have these meetups, but it, it's curious. Now, the other thing I haven't really thought about too much on our side is uh, a fleet meta that potentially we're gonna need in Galente to, um, you know, go up against pirate factions because we're not gonna be able to stick with our T1 cruisers. See, my argument not, is so. I'm I'm fine with people flying shiny, cool ass shit. Because I'll just take a bunch of cheap shit and throw it at a bunch of expensive stuff and try and kill one expensive thing before shit goes down. So, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I really want to do more meta crafting. The sucky thing is, is that, you know, we're kind of locked into a lot of Galente ships as the, the easiest for us to just you know mass produce mm -hmm. um and get other people to easily mass produce them on their own and have a reason to use your lp right um and not just not just to sell it for is um but yeah so let's go ahead and uh continue down here uh, what's the next uh thing so next stuff is talking really about the um yeah so this is kind of like their version of the plexus so they have their uh, corporate outpost raids uh, which as we, we mentioned are going to be open to pirate and t2 ships so which is why because i do know that when they made the patch to faction warfare last year that was kind of a complaint a lot of people had like well, what am i supposed to do with all my retries what am i supposed to do with you know these ships that i've been using quite often and now they're they're getting mothballed and so I don't know, maybe this is kind of a response to that or a fix to that, but it's curious. Like I said, I, I have a lot of ships that I like that I would like to fly. Yeah, I mean, all the gameplay in this is going to be accessible to pirate ships and T2 ships. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, I mean, they said, you know, well, well, we have, you know, advanced plexes, right? But advanced plexes are so few and far between and really well known that they're, you can get pirate shit into it that it's avoided in, um, unless it's like you know for sure that you don't you know you don't care if there's a, a recon ship in the medium advance because you're just going to warp in and bring in your fleet to, to kick them out anyways right or you know or you just brave it because you're you, you just don't care <laughs> if you get caught um, but this will be you know if you want to do this gameplay you're gonna have to do t2 um, where it's optional, definitely, in Faction Warfare. Um, but yeah, it sounds like this is going to be... So I've heard some rumors about this as well, is that these are going to be very similar to Advanced Faction Warfare Plexes, but there might be more rats than just one, and they might scram, or web, or, or point. Um, yeah, and even this article kind of points to the fact that uh, these rats are going to be a little tougher than what we face in Faction Warfare now. So, and they may respawn, they may, uh, I think it even says in here, there are some respawns in here. Um, yeah, so it says, the site is very similar to the existing FW gameplay capture sites. Players can capture the outpost by remaining in the capture point when the Mordos Legion NPC protecting the site has been destroyed, while anti-pirates um, can do the same 
by destroying pirate NPCs. So, and it says the NPCs. So it's possible that there's more than one protector, you know. Um, and I've heard that, uh, yeah, that they're going to be more dangerous for sure. Um, so, or not for sure, but I think it's a very high possibility. Maybe the rumors are right, but I haven't tested myself. Um, same thing, you know, basically they're faction warfare plexes that are advanced. The next one is interesting, though, is the mining ambush. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is this is an interesting take. I, I would like to kind of see something like this. Now, they do have something similar to this um, uh, with with the, the last, uh, what are they called? Oh, the the, uh, the the new player experience stuff. Yeah, supposed to yeah, be yeah. Well, really you you good. get your uh, five people together and you go out and you defend. So this is very similar to some of those things that they have. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit. It's got to be a little bit more leveled up. You're going to be doing it in low sec. Um, it probably will have a better payout. But I heard those are really great payouts actually. So if this is a better payout than that, um, yeah. If you get the good, if you get five people, you get maximum payout. Um, I was doing them. Um, I did some with Rushlock. I did some with uh, Saber, and we're getting about 17, 15 to seventeen million per site. You can do three to four an hour, so can be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for this because this is something that I would like to have um, us do. Now it's interesting um, if you're the pirate, you get to choose between ransom or blowing it up and getting the loot. Um, if you're anti-pirate, you get basically what would be equivalent probably to the ransom part. But I wonder what these things drop. Um, and I, I really do think that that'll be... Uh, That's going to be a haul full of titanium. You're going to have to try to haul out of there. I mean, that would be... I, I, I really want to know what the drop table is going to be like. If it's really specific... Or if it turns out to be like wildly different things, like sometimes it's a bunch of cows, and uh, and then you know the other time uh, it'll be yeah, dropping like uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. bunch of T two modules and yeah. uh, you know faction modules and shit. Now, I've only um, taken down a handful of Rorquals in my Eve career, and it's not an easy thing to do. They're, no, they're a capital ship, right? They're yeah, they're they're right. cap. Um, so I, I think that this this sounds like a lot of fun. Um, it sounds like a very PvE, PvP gameplay. It definitely sounds like this is something that you're not going to be doing with your day one old alt. Um, but this is something that, you know, after playing for a few months or having, you know, you know, cruiser type kind of skill level, um, T2, you know, items on, you know, a pirate or a T2 uh, cruiser, that you'll be able to participate in this level um, and it is going to be, like, you're probably going to want to go out with five people doing this. Because there's such a high potential of PvP that's going to be involved in it, and the cap being at five players, um, you know, five to ten people I could see probably running these sites together to ensure safety type kind of thing. Um, so I think yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, we'll see how easy it is to be dual boxed or to be, you know, uh, quad boxed or whatever um, in order to achieve. Right, for yourself. Um, but 
I don't know. People complain a lot about that in Faction Warfare at one point, but I feel like that is not what I see a lot of. I don't see a lot of people... Uh, just, there is not enough five-man sites to be consistently flying around with a five-man alt team. But I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, and, they're, and the payout's just not enough to, to warrant that in the current warfare. I don't know. I think we make pretty decent is, but, uh, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm complaining. I'm, I'm just complaining for the sake of complaining. Um, <laughs> I'm still right. sitting on like 2 million loyalty points that I, I still don't quite know what I'm going to do yet. yet so. uh, but yeah, so it sounds like you just kill NPCs until you either free them of the pirate control or you uh, dominated the field so you can either kill it or um, you know, ransom it. This will be interesting. This will be the first time in EVE that there's a forced ransom, but it won't happen for players. It'll only happen for the uh, NPC. Where it, it, I, I, they really need to have the ability to somehow where there's not an exploit, but like a uh, unintended consequence of an action happening that causes that allows you to actually kill it after ransoming it. That that's like the the special thing about it is that you actually need to do both because it's Eve. So. Um, and if that's just holding like a point on it or something like that would be kind of funny. Um, anyways, um, let's see, what else did they talk about here? Um, yeah, the pirate laundering center encounters. Oh, it's, sorry, it's 10, 10 cool. pilots. Oh. So it'll be 10 to 20 people, I bet you, that'll run these sites. Probably like, or seven, you know, five to, five to 20 people, I'd say. Anyways, uh, pirate laundering centers and counterinsurgency outposts. Yeah, this is really cool. So once the system is uh, uh, in its level of corruption, uh, there'll be these laundering centers. And so throughout the system, um, NPC pirates will fly around and, or, or they're not pirates, they're just NPC ships. And if you kill them, they drop valuable, valuable loot. Uh, if you're in the pirate faction, you can take it to the pirate laundering and you get um, rewards and stuff for that. And if you're in the anti-pirate thing and you shoot these ships and you take their loot, then you just have to take it back to your headquarters. So uh, whatever you would scoop up uh, from Galente, we'd have to take back to Antaki and we'd get a payday from that. So that actually sounds really interesting to me. I think that could be uh, kind of fun. I mean, it's... Uh, I wonder, or I wonder if it's just going to be similar to, like, the... Um, the personal effects that sometimes drop in the DD sites and during uh, events. Or if you take them back to a DD or, or Concord thing, you can send them in for cash. So I, I like this. It's, you know, there's this special named rats that you need to go out and fight um, and and find um, in the these areas, which are kind of cool. The only thing I don't like is that the turn-in point is only going to be... Uh, for us, it'll be in Taki, right? Yeah, how are you going to so do that? I'm kicked out of Taki. <laughs> You're almost kicked out of low sec. Um, now, what we could do is every time we wanted to turn in stuff, we would want to do it after we rinse ourselves of our security status negative. Um, and then we would still be able... Then we would be able to do it. Um, we'd still have a ransoms, probably. Uh, or... Uh, uh, bounties that could be put on our head um and uh, kill rights that could be handed out to kill us um 
but we would be possibly able, you know, to, to, with enough time and preparation. So it basically means that like people like me and Gwen um, are one going to be hindered in this activity. Um, and two makes it feel like you want to be part of the pirate faction. If you are a pirate when you're doing this stuff. Um, so yeah, cause you don't have to go anywhere. You just have to go to your place there in station. Yeah. But we can, I mean, but we do have a way of paying off the cops for a short period of time. Um, I've currently just paid off the cops just recently, and I'm only at negative 3.7 right now. So I'm a good boy right now. I can go to most... I could go to Intaki right now if I wanted. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, you do that, and they give you a crate. So I don't know what that means. I've had chip crates. I've had skin and uh, uh, clothing crates. So could be anything. Yeah. So, all right, so we've got corruption and suppression. Um, so this is basically the gameplay where the more that you do of each of your activities, the more suppressed or, um, or corrupted the system is. Um, and once it becomes, like, fully corrupted, like, some things start happening. So they have um, multiple stages that they have for um, the corruption. So you can click on this to kind of go. So we'll just look at the first one, though. Um, so at stage one of corruption, we have increased loot drops for pirates, 0.7, uh, 7.5% bonus. So they get a little bit better on their loot drops. Um, I wonder if that's... Oh, it's PvP. Okay, so... And then the Federation, Navy, and criminal uh police npcs stop spawning in high security systems so even at stage one basically the um criminals can start actively being involved in high security systems but it's pretty it's not going to start in a high security system usually yeah and on the suppression side at stage one you'll increase your bounties by five percent uh from npcs and uh you're uh, increase security status gains by a, a 5% total. So there's a bonus there to anti-pirate too. So I wonder if this means that if you're on the side of the um, the Galente, if when we kill these ships, um, the NPC ships, if there's going to be bounties. So, And I wonder if those are going to be good bounties. Um, that would yeah, be they're, cool. Yeah, they're saying it is. and That's um, kind of cool. Stage like 2. Uh, yeah, and then you go to stage oh, and then, two. Oh, and I get security status back. So this is where yeah. I get to do an activity that gets me my... Because, you know, you would do it in 0.0. You'd do, um, you know, ratting and stuff like that in order to get your security status fixed. You low sec, you can kind of do that by doing belt ratting. That kind of sucks. But I wonder if this will give decent uh, security status gains by... Once you level this up. So looking at uh, corruption level 2 though. We have increased loot by 15%. The NPCs are no longer spawning for criminal police or faction warfare. Or faction police. Um, and high security systems. And the insurgency systems. Uh, ro roaming pirate spawns will start to appear and warp around the system. These NPCs will engage anyone who is not aligned in the current pirate uh, faction leading the insurgency. All right, that could be rough. 
So, yeah, again, I don't know how bad the pirates are going to be, but again, if you have, especially if we're talking about scramming and webbing, which is, uh, again, we're, we're not sure, but it might be something that they do. Um, yeah, we, if you go into system to anti-pirate, you know, you could get locked up with NPCs and then have, you know, real players take you out. Yeah, this reminds me of dealing with fucking Triglavian shit. Like, there's a Triglavian right? gate camp, and now we're going to have to worry about these. Uh... So once again, another reason. Now, I think that if you're if you're suppressed, if the system is in suppression, so let's take a look at that. Uh, or real quick. Uh... Yeah, okay, so... No, yeah, so it's stage two yeah. for suppression. Yeah, so they're doubling now, so you're... Uh... Your bounties will go up another 10%, uh, or from 5% to 10%. Your security status gains will go from uh, 5 to 10. And then you will start uh, get also get a 5% increase on your Faction Warfare LP gains. Oh, okay. So not great, but okay. Um, all right, let's take a look at Stage 3 for Corruption. So that goes up to 22.5% for your bonus to loot drops. Um, faction... NPCs, so that stays the same. Um, and the new thing is, if uh, if in an insurgency, the system will spread the insurgency to an adjacent system, to this system if possible. If not possible, it will said spread to any system adjacent to the insurgency. So this is going to cause. So every time that you get a uh, system to stage three, it spreads. So that's kind of interesting. So what happens at stage three of suppression? Uh, bounties increase from 10% to 15%. Security goes to 15%. Uh, you get 10% in LP gains. And new, you get corruption gains to this. Uh, yeah, corruption gains for the system are reduced by 30%. Hmm. Okay, so it makes it harder to corrupt once you've got it to this stage. And then they also get the special thing here where it says the insurgency systems roaming enforcer spawns will start to appear and warp around the system. The NPCs will engage anyone who is enlisted with the pirate factions, um, but will be neutral to other pilots. Um, so it sounds like these guys are not going to um, attack you if you have a negative 10 security status, but it will attack you if you are signed up with the the pirates even if you have a five you know positive standing right yeah so that's kind of cool um and uh and it sounds like they're just calling these enforcers they're not going to be making them necessarily part of the uh triglavian um edencom kind of uh conflict that's going on um, and then they go on to talk about the LP store. Um, so there is some exclusive content that's going to be out there. Um, so am I understanding this correctly? Is that um, the Garista Pirates are going to be getting... Yes, yeah, so the kimono, um, that's that's going to be the Keldari one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, all the lizard so, stuff are going to be. Well, I guess so basically, it's their or their destroyer that they're getting the mamba, 
is going to be 12,000 LP, 3.5 million is for the blueprint copy. Um, and then we know that it's basically a, 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 you know, minerals for destroyer, but also like an added um, price increase by like some special modules that you need to get, right? Um, but so this, this is looking pretty, you know, standard, I think uh, 40,000 for um, the alligator, which is the um, battle cruiser. And then the long, uh, longer head. Oh, so this is the, the dreadnought is 25 million LP and 25 billion isk. Um, so the alligator looks pretty good. Like I don't see this being much more than 40 million isk, right? Give or take. Uh, yeah. Maybe 50 million isk that you might be able to make or that you might be able to sell these things for. Or may, maybe yeah. a little bit more because they're... Um, Sorry, it'll be like 90 million to 100 million or something like that for a battle cruiser, um, because you have to add on the cost of the, the the battle cruiser minerals that you have to use to build this thing. Um, but this sounds like the the battle cruiser is going or the the dreadnought is going to be priced around 50 plus billion isk, you know, like 50 60 billion isk um, is what they'll be selling for, would be my guess. Um, but I, I really do wonder, is Pirate LP going to be 1,000 LP for 1 million ISK? Or are they going to be able to break that pretty strongly and be able to be double or triple that? Um, but yeah, so, and then the Dreadnought, or the, sorry, the Titan is going to be 150 million LP and 150 billion ISK. Um, so you're looking at probably, you know, a 300 million is cost for the, the tech to, or for the, uh, pirate titans. A little bit more, probably. Like yeah, so it's gonna be... 50 million. It's gonna be a little while before anybody, <laughs> I think, has that kind of LP that they're gonna be getting the Commodore's, the, uh, Zerial... Also, they're they're stopping trading, right? Of LP, so yeah, that's on hold right now. I that's think going to prevent people from getting that 150 million isk or 150 million LP really quickly. Whereas if you had that turned on, I think that you would see these getting pumped out pretty quickly. Actually, um, you know, yeah, just with corporations sure. banding together to to get these if they wanted them. Um, but I mean, they don't have really great places. They're really fucking expensive toys basically like it's my end goal to have that but that's like in 50 years from now when i'm like fuck it i'll actually get my pirate <laughs> fucking titan or whatever um and then there's you know the worm the gilla the rattlesnake uh all of these seem pretty standard um 100 million lp for a rattlesnake to uh 20 million isk which will be really interesting because that means that that's priced the same as a Megathron. Yeah. Worm is the same thing. It's the same as a Comet. 
So is it going to be harder to get their LP? Or is their LP going to be worth twice as much? Um, and easy to get still. Pirate farming for LP seems a bit wrong somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, so then there's a bunch of other unique items like the gyro stabilizer and the Carista Ballistic Control Unit, as well as some other special things that they, uh, you know, hard wirings and stuff like that. Um, and then they kind of go over the, the new ship. So I think we'll um, kind of just quickly go over these. Um, so the first ship is the, uh, the Kubel. And that's got a 7.5% bonus to small tracking turret uh, speed. So it's going to be good at tracking. It's going to get a 10% fall off. Um, it's going to be a really nice long range or even, you know, put auto cannons on this thing and it'll still reach out pretty far with the uh, fall off bonus that it's getting here. And then it gets 100% bonus to small projectile turret damage, 25% bonus to warp speed and warp acceleration. Um, the fittings... 634 uh, so that's interesting it's got four turrets one launcher interesting okay so that's why it's got its double damage bonus but uh, it looks like standard stats um, the mamba is going to be 4% shield resistance bonuses, plus 10% bonus to kinetic and thermal shield damage, and a 300% bonus to light combat drone and uh, missiles, or sorry, light, light combat drone damage and hit points. So that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, so it's going to yeah. be a big brother yeah. worm. Yeah, it's uh... Yeah, it's definitely a, a drone bolt that you're going to have to have some issues with here. And then so, the... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, we got seven highs, four mids, two lows, six launchers. Okay. So... This will fuck you up, man. Yeah. Um, what's it got for drone bay? So it's got a 50%... Uh, 50 Oh, it's, so it only has two yeah. drones that it can pop out, but it has a 50, uh, so you can you can just keep on popping them out. Um, so you get five sets of drones to play with in this thing. So that'll be cool. Yeah, you get some augmented drones in there with that bonus, and it's going to be rough. And standard stats. And so looking at the Angel... So this is going to be the cruiser, or battle cruiser, right? So this battle cruiser is called the, uh... Kizarul? Uh -huh. We'll go with Kizarul. Kizarul. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so it'll have a 10% bonus to medium projectile fall-off. So this is going to be another long-range one. I really like that. That's kind of cool. Um, so the 
the I think that this will make it so like the 42 uh, 425 millimeter um, uh, auto cannons will be able to do around like 40 with barrage for their fall off um, which just makes them like really great you know close range fucking you know medium range close range boats um, and then 5% damage um, per level of Mimitar and it looks like they get a rate of fire bonus a warp speed and warp acceleration this is also kind of cool the warp speed and warp acceleration because with all the changes that they've made to that kind of stuff over the years it really comes in handy to be able to warp fast and have very enhanced acceleration when it comes to your warp speed to get uh -huh. ahead of people to catch them um, they get another projectile optimal and fall off 25% roll bonus um, I really want these ships like yeah all of these ships are going to be really awesome um, and then um, of course they get the command burst module and 50% bonus to command burst area of effect range um, so let's go take a look at the alligator so this thing is fucking nasty as shit 4.0% uh, bonus to all shield resistances. 10% bonus to kinetic and thermal heavy missile and heavy assault missile damage. Um, so it's just going to be an insanely powerful fucking Drake. Um, it gets a 500% bonus to medium combat drone damage, 250% bonus to medium combat drone hit points. And 12.5% bonus to media or to uh, drone micro warp velocity. Okay, so this thing is is going to be a gigantic gila with some big giant missiles that you can put on it. Command burst, command burst, yeah. So this is going to be a tough fucking crazy ship. Uh, yeah, really, are gonna love this. Yeah, but only 20 megabytes of bandwidth, so you're gonna have two medium drones. Still, it's like uh, having four yeah, medium drones. Or yeah, no, it's, it's heavy like, drones technically. Let's just go really fast. It's really crazy. Like, yeah, there. That's that's because it's 500 per. So that's like having 10, when normally. Um, you know, if you were putting it out with it, but the hit points are all in one, so they don't go down one by one. They all stack up. Anyway, so that that's going to be really good. It's got seven high slots, six launchers, so that's going to be pretty fucking solid. Six medium, four lows, that's going to be pretty solid. And it gets five yeah. sets for its drone capacity, so that's cool. Sorry about that. I'm having trouble with the mouse. If I don't click over, <laughs> it'll go back a screen so um all right so the next thing that we have here is the um the titan for the fucking angel cartel so this gets a six plus bonus to warp core strength uh for galente it gets the same bonus as well for mimitar so this thing has a um 60 warp core strength when you fully kitted it out or you know for or 
Yeah. Yeah, so 60, 60 War of Core Strength. Um, as a 10% bonus to projectile fall off, um, as well as a 5% tracking speed, 200% damage bonus, and 5% uh, capital projectile turret rate of fire. Um, but the big thing about this is that it's going to be getting the 25% um, bonus to warp speed and warp acceleration. So this is going to be the one that uh, you kind of hit and run with as best as possible. Um, so yeah, pretty much standard Titan. Um, does look really fucking awesome. Um, looks like a giant fucking crab or a claw. Um, so I kind of want that someday. Um, and then they talk about that there's like a big overhaul on the amount of items that you needed in order to build these. That it's the cost is going to be all inside of the blueprint. So for people who already own these blueprints, they're going to be um, the blueprint is going to go way up in price um, comparatively to what they currently are. So whoever's holding on to those are going to do really well. Um, but yeah, so I think we can skip over that, though. Um, Edencom. Um, so there's some new changes to Edencom. Skillbooks for Edencom ships and the Corlon projectiles will now be available in the Concord and DED stations instead of exclusively purchased from the character sheet. Um, there's some booster uh, fixes that they have. Um... Yeah, we were just talking about that the other day of what, if you can get any bonuses and stuff uh, for uh, the Vorden projectiles and stuff. Like, what implants and stuff can you use? So Yeah, so now cool. the wolf rays will affect them. Black holes will affect them. Um, I so do like the skill books are available for them now, but you still have to get uh, go to a player to get the for the the Vorten weapon, and they're expensive. Yeah, they're still real expensive on the market. So, so they do have faction and officer ver uh, ver uh, variations that they're going to be putting out. Um, so that'll be a little bit more, you know, still more ex super expensive, but now you can get them from NPCs. Um. Yeah, I have one of these somewhere. I've flown it once, <laughs> and I think now it's still... I think it's in Jita, so um, I don't know what I'm going to do with it or when I'll get to it. So it sounds like they're going to be trying to push these Edencon ships as being something that you want to use during the piracy and pirate insurgencies. Maybe not necessarily, but uh, you get this... Uh, Counterinsurgency is where you get the uh, stuff in order to make... Um, these advanced cough, uh, uh, faction or officer variants. Um, and then the Empire um, ship casters have been increased a little bit. 50% uh, uh, resistances now on their shields, so it effectively gives them twice as many shield hit points. Um, they doubled the amount of time it takes for regen due to the, the you know, balancing of that. 
Uh, they reduced the cost of the shipcaster beacon by about 50%. Um, like, you know, halved the amount of stuff that it needs, if not even more, for some items here. Um, so it, the when you drop at a beacon, it'll be a much wider area of space that you're going to be dropping into, so it'll be harder to camp, I guess, is kind of the, the thing they're going for. Yeah, they're trying to make them a little more user-friendly, so which is good. Um, the shipcaster will also be protected by NPCs that are very similar to FW NPCs and will attack anyone who is not aligned with the faction which owns the shipcaster. So it sounds like there's going to be some NPC defense that's going to be happening. Um, so some new ships get the alliance and uh, corporation emblems. I think we just skip over that. Um, home front. Uh, so this is what you were talking about, the home front sites. Um, yeah, earlier. Yep. Um, there's also going to be um, corporation and... So this is one thing I'm really interested in is these corporation projects that you can put out there. Um, so I really want to play around with this and make sure that our corporation has different projects that people can work on in order to get paid. Um, and how you know diverse this really is. Um, but it sounds like you can get a lot of cool stuff like cr uh, create project creators sets the ISK that will be paid per con contribution per unit of progress. The per uh, project creators need access to one of the corporation wallets to have the wallet set as active. Total amount is taken from the active wallet and moved to escrow. Contr uh, contributors earn ISK entitlements with each contribution, which res, uh, reduces the amount of ISK in escrow, um, contributors can claim their pro uh, project reward anytime to get their funds in the wallet. Project manager or corporate managers have the overview of the total money in escrow. Corporate managers can see the list of contributors with their respective contributions and earnings. Contributors can see how much money they are earning from a project. Contributors can see how much money they are earning from the project and from all projects. On project cancellation, ISK and escrow will return to the master wallet. So it sounds like you can cancel it after you get it going. Um, but I'm really excited for this. This is cool. Um, people are yeah, going to be able to be paid out for doing activities in EVE for your corporation. Yeah, this is definitely one of those user friendly quality of life things that I think we've needed for quite some time. Uh, I've talked with Alexei Picard who runs Noir and with his contracts and his mercenaries and it's very hard if you got 30 guys or 50 guys on a contract <laughs> to pay them out individually. Um, the, the headache that's associated with that is just a lot for him. That's why he's kind of narrowed it down. So um, this will free up a lot of um, kind of that time and make it easier. I think it also might make it a little more balanced too. So, yeah, this will be really nice for a couple of different things. I mean, of course, there's so there's the scan uh, signatures. So that's awesome for like wormhole people. Um, you know, you can restrict it to just wormholes to just gas. You know, like, but you can also be like, hey, I want my people to do exploration. Um, 
that's cool. I, I, I just, I think that this is a nice incentive bonus. Why do you join a corporation? Because I want to do the activities that they are doing in their, um, their corporate goals here. These, uh, mm-hmm special you know projects that you can you know i want to join a corporation that is doing the projects that i want to do that will i I think will help out people i i don't know this could revolutionize being a corporation small corps can be really good Uh, big corps can be okay because if if you have more competition right in the big corps that are going to be you know if you've got twenty thousand people that are you know doing their projects those projects are going to end really quickly Maybe they'll be able to fund them quick enough, though. But you are also, you know, what does it mean to be able to get something from a corporation for their big project? How much of a payout are you getting compared to working for a small corporation um, that might not overall have more money, but might be able to pay out more money to its members for the projects that they want them to do? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm wondering how well gigantic groups are going to be able to utilize this and how well small groups are going to be able to utilize it and i i'm hoping as a small group to be able to utilize this really well um and to put put some major effort into creating some really cool projects um so let's take a look here though they've got um, remote repair so your um lodgies will now get lp or get isk for doing remote repair and you can track who's doing remote repair now that's fucking awesome i think that that's super cool um you can have it be based on you know capsuleer and organization ship type um that needs to be used for its system and solar system so I, i think that allows you to get really granular with it um which is kind of cool i like that isk reward per hit point repaired um very uh gameable though all right i'm just gonna have my buddy sit outside of the station uh or even at a safe spot or whatever and just shoot at me and i'm gonna you know shoot at bob i'm gonna heal bob and then i'm gonna get this payout yeah I can see. I I, I I immediately right, see right. the ability to, to manipulate this. Um, but there will probably be penalties for if we find out you manipulated this. Then, you know, you're fucked. Um, let's see. What are some of the other things? So, capture, uh, def- uh, capture and defense FW sites. So, the one question is for me, is when is the Alliance going to get this level of stuff? Because I would really like to see that for Noir. Um, so this would allow us to do faction warfare contracts and have a much better way of paying out to people that are doing the faction warfare contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, so and maybe there's a way that we can work it out. So, But it's uh, cool that it's at a corporate level because I will pay my people to do some basic FW sites. Um, and, you know, it would probably be like 50% of what you're paying in in taxes. So you get a 50% tax relief that goes straight to ISK, L to LP to ISK for you, which would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, you can, you know, restrict it to a specific solar system, to a type of uh, site that you want to restrict it to, um, faction to capture um, or defend, the fa- you know, which faction you want this to be for. 
ISK reward per participation in capturing or defending complexes. So you could even be a neutral corporation to kind of set these things up and be like, I want you to, you know, I have one for each four of the empires. I don't care who you fight for. I want you to go out and do this, act, you know, FW, even though that we're a neutral corporation or alliance or whatever. So that's kind of cool. Um, so I heavily want to use this and I would see like Noir being able to do some really cool stuff uh, <laughs> with this with the network um, if it ever comes out to that or you know maybe a distribution of fund that goes into creation of these projects. Um, so I'm excited to see what the next mercenary contract happens and looks like in our uh, faction warfare area. Um, Alright so the other thing is uh, destroy capsuleer ships where you can speci specify a specific capsuleer organization, a specific ship type, um, a specific solar system, and how much ISK per mail received. Um, once again, very gameable. Um, but, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's something that I still want. I think I would use for sure. Yeah. And you could you could tell well, when things are being gamed. Yeah, I think this could kind of be kind of like that bounty system, where you're like, hey, um, I want three brand targeted all the time. If he's ever in flat, you gotta yes, go. yep. And so yeah, you just have this kind of open bounty on that. Yeah, so. that's kind of cool. Um, and then there's also manufacturing, so building stuff, uh, which is another thing that I would like to, to set some, you know, hey, when you pump out your first 25 ENIs, you get like, you know, a 5 million or 10 million is, you know, bonus for doing that. And now here's some more money to go out and do more things, just different activities that you can do. Um, so that, I think that that's kind of cool. Um, then there's the Air NPE experience, new player experience that's going to be taking place here. So um, there's some updates that are going to happen here. Um, it's going to have a more in-depth highlight personal goal settings and rewards. New capsuleers will learn to use the Air Opportunities interface to discover and track content. Um, Players can now pause the adventure at any time they want, give the greater freedom. So there's some changes to the NPE missions that you're going to be doing. Um, object tracking has been upgraded without much, uh, throughout much of the adventure. All right. Um, improved guidance for those who stay f stray from the path to help bring them back into the adventure. So this is like the special adventure that they're going to kind of go on. They're going to have new uh, air opportunities. Um, they're going to incorporate faction warfare sites into the air opportunities. Epic arcs, escalations, ice belts, or anomalies, intro, uh, introductions. The air NPE and the new Eden store tutorial. Oh, great. So this is where they'll... Uh, 2750 career points in the uh, air career program great um, let's see here
some more stuff on like uh you know enhancements to the air uh opportunities panel and stuff like that um there's some photon improvements where you're going to be able to color your um customize your ui with different colors and stuff like that if you're omega that seems pretty neat just so you don't have either black or see-through black you can right yeah if you want to personalize it yeah i think that's that's kind of cool um the settings menu has gained much more real estate inside of the uh, new expansion. It is now full screen. It will look more modern. And that's it. So. I like the little creature comforts. I like the things they do to try to make my, you know, gameplay just more enjoyable for me personally. Um, you know, the interaction with the, you know, the overview and stuff. So I appreciate that work. Yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, all the little improvements on top of the big improvements. Like, this all looks really good. I got a lot of questions that's still going into this. Like, what, you know, what's really going to be going on here? Um, but I think I've got, um, you know, a good idea based on what's, uh, what's been displayed there. Um, you know, it doesn't give you the nitty gritty details that we would like, but that will be our next show next weekend, um, that I will go into the details of how does this actually, what does all of this actually mean in real life? Um, so you don't think the topic's going to be how the pirate expansion ruined the game? Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Maybe, you know, we'll see. Uh -huh. Nope, um, this, is it. this is the end of Eve. I can't believe they're doing this. It might be the end of the Galente. Like, we'll see. Like, Good. Yeah. Could be. Uh, could be our Achilles' heel. They gave a more m bloodthirsty group than the Galente. You know. And uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on tonight, Nightflyer, and uh, going yeah. through all of this with me. Any uh, any final thoughts you have on the expansion here? I think most players I think we're kind of excited for the change. Um, you know, we've we've had pirates in faction warfare for a long time, so now at least they can earn a little something for it if they want to. Um, it's a little special it, activity, definitely. Right. Yeah. And so that's just it. I think everybody plays this games looking for content. They want something to do, and so I think as long as CCP keeps kind of developing this with Eve, keeps opening these little pockets for people to, you know, take part in. Uh, people are just going to keep playing. Uh, I know I'm staying. So. <laughs> yeah, Trip T says we may, uh, Gale Mill lay, may lose system control, but we will never go away. No, and I agree. I mean, like, I'm sticking with the Galette. Um, I'm looking to build up strong during this time period to fight the pirate insurgency. Um, you know, we are pirates, so it's a little weird. Um, you know, you would think that we would go over. But uh, we have a contract with Gal Mill. You know, we are their uh, pirate radio station. So, and, you know, I want to kind of make sure that other people know this, too, is that we are open for contract. We will, um, we will report on any war that you want, and uh, we, we can work on any uh, specific activity or defense that needs to happen, of course. Uh, uh, the network usually handles most of those. But we'll also talk to you about doing reports on 
weird wars. We can be the news for hire as well. We're not just mercenaries that'll go shoot people. We'll also report on the news that you want us to report on. And with the uh, unbiased slant that we, of course, would always put on all of our propaganda, I mean, um, uh, shows, so... Um, yeah, just because yeah, just because Kaldari is trying to destroy the game, um, we're not going to you know slant our reports. Yeah, no, I mean we we're gonna completely stay fair and unbiased. Absolutely, yeah, you know, and so and we'll do that for you as well, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you all for coming on um, and and watching. Thank you all for listening, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's great to see that some people are going to be, uh... Oh, did you see a certain power that recently joined Galmil? I did not. Who is that? A, a, a power. We have a magic power that has been, uh, Horde? Really? I thought Horde was going to be in Keldari, so is it because of, uh... Damn it! I don't want to fight goons, but I'm fighting goons, and now I've got to fight with Horde. I mean, it's, uh, that's kind of crazy. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nightflyer, for the, the gift there. That's fucking awesome, yeah, I was dude. Yeah, meant to do that a little bit ago. It's been sitting there for... Like, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, my remote cold, uh, my mouse is, like, I think down to, like, 7%. <laughs> keep trying to throw it on the charger, get a little more juice into it. I went to Valor and saw negative ten and had uh, headset. Saw that the pandemic horde was joining. Uh, joined. Oh, hell, damn, man. Well, I mean, are you sure that it's all of the horde are joining, or a horde member joined Galente? Uh, so that's that's big. The the whole alliance. The whole alliance has joined pandemic horde. The entire alliance of pandemic horde. Breaking news, Pandemic Horde, as an alliance, supposedly, supposedly has joined. Um, we have not uh, been able to verify this in-game. Um, but that is something that I'll do when I come back here. I'm going to take a, a short little break here, um, and then we'll be right back. I'm going to do a little bit more uh, digging into this uh, alliance. Um the, the Pandemic Horde might not be the entire alliance. I would guess just some enlistments that's happening. But yeah, thank you all for watching. We'll be, um, we're going to be doing Madison, um, sorry, Madtown, Eve Madtown, which is in Madison, Wisconsin, um, middle of the United States. We're going to be running that at the Iowa Arcade Bar. Really super excited about doing that. Um, and thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, yeah, that was great. Thank you. Have a great night.